0: Hi, this is Stephanie Watson, also called JaCory. Welcome to Gen X Replays After the Show podcast, where a guest and I discuss the spoiler-heavy details of a TV show or movie that we have just indulged in. Eric Horowitz is back with me in this episode to talk about Episode 8 in Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7, streaming on Disney+. Eric, it's great to have you back again. We're talking episode eight now of the Clone Wars, season seven on Disney Plus. Uh, interestingly enough, this episode is called Together Again. So here we are, together again together to talk again. together again. That's what we're gonna be here together again. <laughs> Uh, and the quote on the episode is, you can change who you are, but you can't run from yourself. So, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Yes. Um, overall impression, because this now it looks like we're closing up this four-episode arc. What are you thinking?
1: Yes. When last we left our heroes, they were in prison, and they opened back up back in prison.
0: Uh, <laughs> yep. Um,
1: well, obviously with the four-part arc we've talked about in the past that you know she's got to actually reveal that she is a jedi
0: Mm
1: -hmm. at some point yeah especially with the mandalorians with you know uh we saw the death watch there but you know are they um right so we know that you know there's going to be some action in this one it's the fourth one there's Mm got to be some action somehow
0: somewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's just got to uh, kind of come to a head because they've got to get away from the pikes somehow or another
1: right and you know i mean pikes <laughs> are an interesting group of characters and mm-hmm. you know yeah you know, just again just listening to the voices and watching the show it's kind of like who's that that's, okay that's stephen stanton again i think uh-huh. that character was this person you know so I, I just <laughs> and listening while i'm watching and enjoying the the action that's going on which was you know it Finally, this was this was um two in a row that were really good.
0: Yeah. That yeah.
1: Were, were the action that I was expecting and that I wanted.
0: Right. The the first two and the four episode arc kinda set everything up, but in and of themselves as episodes were not very strong.
1: Yeah. Uh, it it's it set up to for the finals. Right. It set up for the final four.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you know so that works but in in all uh criticism where are the
0: jedi <laughs> uh. well um you know star wars theory uh on youtube if you uh if anyone out there follows uh star wars theory he he lovingly goes just by theory uh, <laughs> but theory on youtube was saying that his thought and the reason we haven't seen so much Anakin or Obi-Wan is this is likely overlapping with revenge of the Sith. So maybe simultaneous to this is where, uh, Anakin is killing Count Dooku and saving, uh, the, oh, saving Palpatine and, um so he's got that that's his thoughts on the matter as to why we're not seeing as much of them yet and that i think that makes sense yeah um so it'll be interesting to see how they overlap things i mean we have already seen from the previews of this clone wars season the clip of uh, mace windu Give providing an exact quote from Revenge of the Sith. So essentially, they are showing that exact moment. Uh, he even put the two clips side by side. I'm like, wow, that huh. they delivered it exactly the way it was in the movie. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see just how much of the movie is replicated or extended from uh in a deliberate way uh as we get closer to the end here i'm looking forward to that seeing where everyone was now we get to see where rex and ahsoka were all during that time
1: yeah we'll be getting the answers but yeah interesting (laughs) i never thought about that one the admiral wasn't in any of the movies
0: no okay
1: because i was just going because i was thinking about it like so then when they were leaving coruscant then they were going to look for probably grievous with Palpatine, mm-hmm. which still annoys me. Why is Palpatine in the throne room, sitting in the middle of a big ass chair? <laughs> yeah, and they don't put two and two together.
0: <laughs> Got to wonder, right? Yeah. Yeah. This episode starts with an interesting change in Trace. Um, a quick change in her maturity level. She's standing up to her sister when when Rafa jumps on Ahsoka because Rafa's blaming Ahsoka for convincing Trace to dump the spice. Uh but uh, you know, Trace stands up to her and it wasn't just her in that situation that drove yeah, her to actually, doing that. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it was it was all right. So Rafa was the one who said they could steal your ship. hmm That's what threw Trace off.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Nothing to do with Ahsoka, so you know she's just pointing, Mm -hmm. pointing the blame game someplace else.
0: Mm -hmm. And then Rafa is concerned because it's like we've always stuck together, and and now and and everything was okay until Ahsoka showed up. But you can also see flickers of doubt in the delivery of that uh, in Rafa at this point because I think Rafa is seeing that this isn't all ahsoka showing up this is rafa making bad decisions as she has always made bad decisions (laughs) and you know ahsoka just happened to be there um and if anything they're probably in a better situation than they might have been uh if she had not been there but um you know that doesn't come out until conversations later on in the episode but you can start to see some doubt in Rafa uh and, and questioning her own decisions that she's made up to this point
1: yeah but is, then they finally have to come back and realize that they need to trust Ahsoka's plan
0: Mm-hmm. A, a
1: good plan for what it was to not have them figure out who she was
0: yeah and I think that was essential right so Ahsoka's pretending to betray them so that they can get off world and and at first it's like oh it's kind of like twofold right she allows them to get off world which is a great way to just get them out of prison but then she herself and and it's interesting because she's asking them to trust her but she in turn is showing trust in them by by going with this plan because they very well could have not Ever come back uh, after that, and uh, it also, I, sort of
1: think, I think, that's what Ahsoka was thinking, it was playing, yeah,
0: out. yeah,
1: figuring that was going to happen,
0: yeah. And then the second part of that being that now she can use the force and get herself out and not have to put them at risk, right? She's cutting that deal with Pike Crime Lord Mark Krim, um, yeah. and It's interesting that we go from Marg Krim being the great crime lord through this arc until about mid episode. (laughs) When he's he's just a tool in the bigger picture. (laughs) Yep. Turns out he is accountable to Maul for all this.
1: Who's the head of the Crimson Dawn, but I don't know if he realizes that or not.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Maul does threaten that the Crimson Dawn will take over uh, Mark's operation if he doesn't follow through, which I'm assuming is part of that continuity and backstory that leads up to Solo. Yeah. So we're getting some of that crime syndicate backstory. I know a lot of fans have been wanting the backstory on Crimson Dawn. Uh, so it'd be interesting to find out if we get a little bit more of that or if we're concentrating a little bit more on Maul himself uh, when we get to Mandalore. So.
1: Yeah, very mm-hmm. true. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some more of that, but um, mm-hmm. maybe, in, again, in another form of a series of some sort.
0: Right, right. I And I, you know, I loved Solo and there was a lot of discomfort and disappointment yeah. with the film. I think the timing was the big it. thing that threw a lot of people off. I think if it had been a December release that same year, it would have gotten a better reception. Personally, uh, but well, Disney backed
1: f- off of it. Disney didn't promote yeah. it.
0: And yeah, yeah.
1: Where you know they, in, in fact, the president of Disney said, "Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a good movie," mm. and that's why they brought in Ron Howard, and there was mm-hmm. like, "No, oh, it was a decent movie." The guy who was playing Han Solo did a decent job he wasn't bad yeah
0: uh, it was a good cast i thought yeah especially thought for cool. the story that they had yeah the cast yeah. matched the story and the tone
1: but you know i mean one of my favorite characters was the stormtrooper overlooking um when they threw han solo into the uh <laughs> to the pit with <laughs> chewbacca
0: steeply <Gloom. laughs> oh, is that who that was no <laughs> oh I remember hearing that voice in the theater and going, Oh my God, it's Steve.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Every time his voice pops into something on Star Wars from uh, um, Rebels or um, Uh, Resistance. Yeah, Resistance. Uh My daughter turns and goes, That's Steve.
0: (laughs) It's Steve. We all recognize his voice. Well, he did so many voices in Rebels, too. It's like every other stormtrooper or Imperial officer. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) So. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, Crimson Dawn, I, I'm excited to know more about that. And so a lot of people have been talking about, you know, maybe over time, um, when the pacing of Clone Wars kind of dies down and Mandalorian is kind of hitting its stride, maybe we'll see uh, a spin-off story of some sort that focuses on the Underworld um around that same time
1: I, I didn't read it but there was an article about um i'm blanking on her name who's gonna play ahsoka dawson rosario dawson. Uh, Rosaria
0: dawson yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. some
1: storyline with her
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well being part of the mandalore but possibly being a spinoff
0: right I right
1: so i don't know i didn't read the article i, didn't, I just glanced it real quick
0: mm-hmm. yeah i don't know uh let's see marg is telling maul about the Republic crackdowns uh, mentions that one of his shipments to Coruscant was raided. And then Maul assumes that Jedi were involved uh, yeah, because, because
1: everybody was killed.
0: Yeah. Um, so Maul is carefully monitoring Jedi involvement at this point.
1: Well, you also Mar- have Bo- Bo-Katan watching um, the ship. Yeah. The Silver Angel, and she watches them leave and then, you know, sends her underlings to go figure out what's going on and what is Mm -hmm. she makes the comment what is the jedi's plan
0: yeah yeah if she's not in there what is what's she up to (laughs) i had to point out what um i wrote down a note that marg actually remarks to like his second officer who makes a remark about that maul is playing members of the collective against each other But Marg is like, well, it's an efficient way to deal with their kind of business. I think there's some admiration there. So even though they're still serving Maul, I think there's a sense of admiration about the way he's playing the game. Right. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if the Pike Syndicate is part of these last episodes uh, on Mandalore as well.
1: Well, we'll see. They Haven't taken them down yet. What so <laughs> actually, though? At the end of the episode, their manufacturing plant technically is gone. Yeah, Sokka yeah. up. blows Ahsoka, it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, and
1: the fun thing, the interesting part, also was when they showed when she stopped to see who was uh, who he was talking to, and you see, you know, and you get excited because you saw the 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 visual of Maul. Right and he senses her or he mm-hmm. senses something and mm-hmm. he turns and he walks to look over the edge to see if he could see who he was what you know who he was sensing
0: that is interesting yeah well maul had that same connection with uh ezra bridger as well in uh yeah and rebels was able to to sense him from a great distance of course that part of that was their connection that they had made earlier on in that series but but yeah it's maul's ability to reach out and and detect people he's already familiar with is is always been amazing
1: you would also think since maul's alive they Mm -hmm. wouldn't it wouldn't leak to palpatine somehow
0: right well i mean we have already seen from earlier clone wars about uh you know that Palpatine did face Maul and Savage. So this is the first time we're actually seeing Maul since that confrontation.
1: I don't remember that. I'll have to, I'll have to go back and watch.
0: Yeah, that was uh season six, no five, I believe at the end of five, maybe uh, mm-hmm. because Palpatine kills Savage Press, and uh, leaves Maul pretty much defeated and running back to dathomir at that point right uh so that's the last we had seen of uh, maul
1: right 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 yeah it was, in yeah, Clone Wars. It was um what's his face uh, uh, uh who did the voice of savage
0: uh clancy brown
1: clancy that. brown yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was
0: such a great, yeah oh yeah yeah
1: such a great set really of point.
0: <laughs> yes oh i i have really appreciated seeing clancy brown in these animated shows and it actually uh I felt was very heartwarming that they had a character in Rebels and it was Clancy and they actually drew the character to look like Like, Clancy yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it was pretty amazing yeah but uh, every time I look at him you always just want to go there can be only one (laughs) and he no you can't help it. it (laughs) Yep. She <laughs> literally said, there can be only one, and there is only one Clancy
0: Brown. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, may that guy just continue to be creating amazing things. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting that Rafa decides to use social engineering to get a spy shipment load. Uh, And fulfill her end of this bargain that they've made with uh, Marg Krim. I I find it interesting because Rafa could have very easily there abandoned Ahsoka at that point. Um, And just her and Trace went into hiding, just left completely. But instead, she decides to follow through. Mm -hmm. And and she follows through by stealing from the Pikes to give back to the Pikes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so clever. Yeah, the little people or the little workers, and then Mm -hmm. the the big boss, the the bass. I'll say the basilisk, but I don't know what which (sighs) was.
0: I don't know if he was Trandoshan. I was wondering if they were going with a Trandoshan vibe there. Yeah,
1: but I did recognize the voice of the little guys. He was that was the same guy as that was in Resistance.
0: Oh, really? That's what I was wondering if that yeah. was him. Okay. That's why that voice is familiar.
1: I can't think of His name is uh, Josh Brenner. Mm-hmm. He was the mm-hmm. worker, but he was also in Resistance as um, uh, Nico.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think he's also in Turtles, the new version of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah.
0: really? He's nice. And
1: he's in Damn, this guy's in like, all the major cartoons. Yeah. DuckTales too.
0: Yep i i saw uh a little bit of his uh imdb page when i looked him up not long ago uh i was pretty impressed yeah but you know this those familiar voices popping in and out
1: Yep. <laughs> if you're once you're in the star wars universe that's it always being uh. the great <laughs>
0: network i mean it's just thinking of the fact that now that now people who were on-screen actors uh have become as popular in voice roles now people like freddie prince jr and Mm -hmm. you know even going back to clancy brown you know we've seen him on screen now he's just as common to hear uh in a voiceover role so it's it's really exciting to see uh actors continuing to expand their careers through through voice acting for sure Mm
1: -hmm. yep And then the you know, ship takes off from the spice mines of Kessel and goes to deliver again.
0: <laughs>
1: easy landing, easy in, easy out in a way.
0: Yeah, I, I have to say that that was a little bit too easy, but is it also consistent with Clone Wars? Because yes. it is, you know, Clone Wars has always had those little things that seemed a little bit too easy, a little bit too convenient.
1: Yeah. It's I easy think, to con a lot of aliens, apparently. Mm, yeah,
0: I feel like, and I feel, I feel like they, it feels easier than it should be because these are not Jedi and they're not clone troopers. It's almost like we forgive the Jedi and the clone troopers for being able to get in and out of a mission really easily, but when it's not a Jedi or a clone trooper, it sounds like it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh so i try not and to yeah so i i feel like it's consistent with clone wars even though it may not be consistent with what we think of for characters that aren't either jedi or, or uh, clone troopers and trace and rafa do you know they're successful and they make it back but then right in front of marg krim and his guys learn about ahsoka being a jedi but Ahsoka does get the chance, and I appreciate this, that Ahsoka does get the chance right then to say that she left the Order. So they're not thinking she's a Jedi who is acting for the Republic. Uh, they're seeing her as a Jedi who left the Order from the beginning so that right. they don't layer in that extra piece of maybe she's a secret agent kind of thing.
1: Right. And they even said, you can do that?
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. Do that. Like, yeah. 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 I appreciate that. And that goes back to that, you know, uh, you can change who you are, but you can't run from yourself. Uh, she's in that process of changing who she is, but she can't deny who she was at the same time.
1: Right. And, you know, they make the comment, you know, when they're being in the, in the, uh, they're being followed.
0: Mm-hmm. You're a Jedi,
1: you're a good shot. Yeah. Then do what you got to do.
0: Right. Exactly. They trust her. Yeah. And that was something I found particularly beautiful and touching in this episode: is that you know, Ahsoka's only heard the the reason why they are skeptical about Jedi and that they don't like them. But what she hasn't heard is the ideal that they still had in what the Jedi represent and who they should have been. So she's only heard half of their perception of jedi and it was the negative half and now she hears the positive half the the half that is consistent where and the fact that it's rafa that brings this up you know rafa is saying you know this is consistent with what we feel jedi should be is what you have been to us is this kind helpful person um, who's using their abilities you know to help those who are are in trouble or in a difficult situation and to fight off people who are trying to uh, do something with a more evil intent. So separate from whether or not it's illegal <laughs> to be selling spice. You know, there's still a good and bad in this situation, and she has done her best to protect people who are otherwise a, a more innocent um, role in that story.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, They all save each other. They all trust each other, and it's mm-hmm. you know, two trusted. It was for m- most of it, it was two on one. It was the sisters versus Ahsoka, or if it, mm-hmm. was, it was Ahsoka and uh, Trace versus Rafa right and then at the end they all come back together and you know and l- save each other and leave the sh- you know the the planet with so following focus the,
0: on yeah uh, mm-hmm.
1: and one of the probably the coolest ships the mandalorians had some of the best ships
0: oh yes i loved that, that ship oh yeah.
1: i mean i would so love to find cool. it in lego
0: <laughs> yes i'm gonna keep my eye out for it you know we're gonna see it somewhere yeah yeah they
1: involve that i mean the mandalorians just have some of the coolest from slave one to boba (laughs) fett some of the coolest stuff but if you also look at it in this show they bo-katan took her helmet off
0: yeah she did that's
1: not the mandalorian thing to do
0: well it's not the current mandalorian thing to do but the old mandalorians did
1: yeah because in the clone wars they, they all had their helmets off
0: uh, a lot of times, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I wonder. Okay. You know, so I wonder if they'll establish when that changes.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that the siege of Mandalore, that the essentially the process that we're going to see take place is essentially changing the rules for Mandalorians, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um. To protect because the reason they don't remove their helmets is in part so no one's vulnerable to revealing who someone is you know uh so it it protects all the mandalorians to keep themselves in a more anonymous uh way of life so i'm wondering if that's if the establishment of that rule and that philosophy ends up being something that just comes out of what we're getting ready to see here in clone wars right
1: bo has got a hell of a helmet, too.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: It matches Ahsoka pretty damn well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the colors yeah. Are striped. Yeah. She... The
1: plate, Katie Sackhoff is just, she just mentioned one word, and I'm just like, okay, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
0: like her. A lot of folks are saying if if we ever have uh, Bo-Katan in live action, that oh, it, better be it needs to be her. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it, it damn well
1: <laughs> better be her. I like her a lot.
0: I mean, the way they designed Bo-Katan uh, makes it easy, easy for Katie to take on that role um, oh, yeah. because uh, there's not like a a visual inconsistency between the character and the actor. So um, unlike with Ahsoka where there are people that are saying, well, if we get live action Ahsoka, it has to be Ashley. I'm like, um that's great and all but i don't think ashley wants to do that (laughs) as much as she i
1: I would have liked it Mm. i would have really liked to see her play ahsoka but i like the idea of rosario dawson too
0: Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of it is do you get the same actor just because it's the same actor or do you open it up to the possibility of casting someone who's visually consistent with the property because there's um, not really it's not ashley doesn't look like a Soka, so um you know.
1: yeah i mean it would be a lot of makeup and mm-hmm. things to do which obviously she might not want to do but you'll have mm-hmm. the minion the entire star wars collective mm-hmm. very happy for her fans and 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 stars and mm-hmm. it would have been a nice change of pace to actually have a voice actor mm-hmm. come and turn things around and become the show become the actor in the show as well
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of people have been saying that about last of us um yeah. having troy play joel and i'm like I'm not sure if it would work, but I'd be willing to see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it could. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously, Nolan is too old to be, or he's not, I mean, you know, but I don't know how well he would be as Nathan Drake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nathan Fillion did a hell of a job.
0: Oh, and that short film, yes, that was really good. Uh, I like that a lot. It's brilliant. Well, and what I thought was equally as brilliant is the fact that not only can Nathan Fillion do a role that Nolan North made popular as a voice actor, but Nolan had to step in and do Nathan's role in Destiny. For the last time that we saw Kate Six, who Nathan Fillion had been voicing in Destiny, Nolan actually took over that role in the last release, and you couldn't tell a difference. Nolan was well, spot on in his delivery of Kate six I'm so well that I, I didn't even realize it was Nolan, and <laughs> <laughs> not
1: Nathan. I, it's, it's another one of the one, another one of the games that I have that either I downloaded onto my PS4 or it's wrapped and sitting and I haven't even opened it yet to play.
0: Ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love it so much. Um, it's, uh, I I have to go back to it once in a while. Um it, it's something that uh Hoot and I played together and and that has been uh really enjoyable. That's why we own two Xboxes. So as because we were playing Destiny get together. Uh that that's what prompted it anyway. And not to go too far off track, but if you haven't seen Con Man, got to oh. see Con Man. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have- see yeah. Con Man. It's available have- on Amazon Prime, so Oh, is it? Uh, on Amazon Prime Video. Mm -hmm. You have to purchase it. It's okay.
1: See, yeah, it is. I have I have the first season on -hmm. DVD and Blu-ray. I didn't Uh get a chance to see the second.
0: Yes, that was my situation. Is I didn't finish the second before I recently realized it's on Amazon. So I'm like, yeah, definitely. That is one to see because uh, because you get to see Nathan. Yeah, you get to see. Yes, very nice. He's, uh, for those yeah, just listening, Eric is the, holding uh, up his Con Man t-shirt. That is yeah, really the, cool. Yeah,
1: uh, the the Kickstarter for it. Oh, I,
0: for I contributed, but I didn't contribute at a high enough level to get anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I wanted the t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> yep. But yeah that was that's was really great i mean that uh, that particular cast of people who were oh, in yeah. that project was yes. just brilliant
1: nolan north the second greatest um what was, <laughs> what was he he's, he was just behind in uh andy circus
0: oh this for the second greatest uh motion capture, oh, capture <laughs> actor. <Yes. yeah. laughs> which and, was right. perfect because he's known for the motion capture he did on mm-hmm. nathan drake so, yeah All right, circling back around to our main topic, because, dude, I know we could talk about those things forever, (laughs) but follow-up thoughts on this episode, I'm just going to have to say, I think Bo-Katan is going to arm Ahsoka. She's going to be the means by which Ahsoka gets her sabers, and because the promo poster shows her with two blue sabers, Um, so
1: they so were blue
0: in the poster they were blue in the poster so I don't know when she will come by the white ones that she okay. uses in Rebels but the ones on the poster were blue um, so, so I don't think we're going to see the white ones so there'll still be some mystery there you know? um, but we will see her with sabers again I know you've been looking forward to that <laughs> yep yeah Let's... I'm like Enough. Interesting to see how part of me
1: wants to go back and watch specific episodes because there were so many mm-hmm. of them that were so good and then there were so many that were just so bad and just so many it's like seriously, like I said, again, even watching um Attack of the Clones, yeah, Dooku yep. tells them that the Senate is corrupt.
0: Right. I mean
1: it, Never put two and two uh, together. Yes. You know, and I still think Mace Windows alive. There, I said it.
0: <laughs> Maybe,
1: never know. Possibly, Hopefully. no. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the you know the the war that's going to happen on Mandalore with mm-hmm. Darth Maul being there and and them trying to take it back over, and the black saber who's who has that at the moment.
0: The dark saber, yeah.
1: Yeah, the dark saber. I don't remember who has it. I don't
0: think so, it at this point. It's not clear because we know that Maul had it, but we didn't see a point at which Maul lost it. Right, so the assumption it? is he still has it. And we know that Ezra got it from Maul. So <laughs> right. when, uh, so at this point, I, I would assume that Maul still possesses it. And that he that a- might have moved it to Dathomir at this point, or he might still have it on Mandalore.
1: Right. Yeah, because it was in season. Was it six that they established that he was taking over Mandalore?
0: Right. Right. Because he had. Um, so the the dark saber had been with Pre Vizsla, uh, who was leading Death Watch, and Maul when he confronted. Pre Vizsla who was voiced by Jon Favreau once Pre Vizsla was killed Maul basically followed the ancient tradition associated with that blade and claimed it and in the at the same time claimed leadership of Mandalore
1: right okay yeah that was season five
0: but then when Palpatine confronted Maul we saw Maul in a state where he was essentially defeated and retreated uh, from that situation. So I'm not sure we have the full story about what happened after that moment. So we'll, we'll likely get more of that information for what mm-hmm. happened uh, since then. But clearly Maul still has a leadership position with the crime syndicates. That, that part has not changed. Uh, or at least if it did change, it didn't change for long. <laughs> right. See it is still powerful. But yeah, we, I believe that um, I, and I have to I have to bring up a new term that I'm not sure if it has been coined yet, but I have certainly coined it in my mind called the Filoni-verse, which is all the productions tied to Dave Filoni. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm saying, uh, the Filoni-verse because Filoni does tie his pieces together. Yeah. Uh, very well. And so I feel like what we're going to be seeing in Mandalorian season two, which is they're finished filming, but they are scheduled for November is what I believe I've heard. I don't know if you've heard anything. It might, they might've moved it up to October. I don't know. Um. It was November last year. So I'm not sure if they might move it up. Mm, So we will see. But they have finished principal photography at least. So they're in a post-production mode. And of course they have lots of effects. So (laughs) they have to work on those.
1: Yeah, that'll take a while.
0: But that's uh, the new cast members were announced. We heard about Rosario. I don't think. Was it said explicitly that she's going to be Ahsoka or that she's just been cast in the
1: series? No, I believe she is Ahsoka.
0: Okay. All right.
1: But I'm not sure how many episodes she's going to be in.
0: Right. And, and we also, yeah. And they,
1: yeah. Um, the woman is going to be back. I can't think of her name from Deadpool. Right. Um, she's in it. And then there's a storyline about her with somebody else.
0: Right. Uh, And we're getting another character coming in who is a bounty hunter from Mando's past, which I wonder whether that's tied to that, the season one episode where right at the end, we saw someone's feet and a lot of people were saying, oh, it's Boba Fett. You know, maybe it is Boba Fett. I don't know if it is boba fett is this the same one and the same with the bounty hunter from mando's past i, I don't know okay i have to go back and
1: watch that i think i have to go back and watch all of mandalorians again
0: oh yeah yeah so i'm interested to see if that's the same person certainly would make sense mm-hmm. but i believe that the fact that we have the Darksaber in The Mandalorian is going to be a strong tie back to Clone Wars uh, as well as Rebels. I mean, I believe this is going to be the key to linking everything together in, like I said, the full <laughs> Uh Clone Wars is going to definitely set up some tie-ins, I think, for sure. Oh, yeah. And if we get that post-Rebels animated series for Ahsoka and Sabine, which everyone seems to want. I know I want it. <laughs> I, I think
1: I've seen things where they said that they are going to be doing it because it was a whole thing about Thrawn being with Ezra and Thrawn's daughter, I believe.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting to see another Chiss.
1: Yeah so yeah. i don't know we'll see what happens it's you know i mean it's 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 a vast universe that's for sure
0: <laughs> for
1: sure so we shall see
0: yeah so yeah, i'm, I'm looking forward to for
1: all this to, to lock up and be done with
0: it's hard to believe that there's only four left at this point
1: yeah i know and then you got to wonder when how long before they start announcing they're going to be doing something else
0: well and i believe the timing of this season ending was supposed to correspond with the announcements coming in celebration you know because we're hitting on the time where star wars celebration is going to be ramping up and the announcements are going to start coming out um for that may 4th uh d23 no star wars celebration the convention oh okay uh what's going on with Well, usually they only do it every other year, but for the last couple of years, they've been going to a more year-to-year thing. And it's often in a different city each time, but they're going to be in Anaheim this time. Right now, it oh, is...
1: yeah. It was in Chicago last year.
0: Mm, yep. Yep. Okay. It's been down in Florida. It's uh, It's been in different locations. And I've not been able to go. It's quite <laughs> it's not only getting the tickets which are expensive but it's get, trying to get a hotel uh, yeah, which is seems impossible but it's definitely something I hope I can do at some point but it it's scheduled for August 27 through 30 um, so it's before the weekend before Labor Day weekend and
1: and okay. uh, weekend uh, is Keystone Comic Con
0: hmm. so that's Uh, I I remember when that date came out, a lot of Dragon Con people talking about, oh, I've got to go to Celebration and then turn right around and go to Atlanta for Dragon Con. This is crazy. (laughs) But that's when I would expect that we would hear the most major announcements of things that are coming out. But if they are doing more than The Mandalorian coming out this fall, we will probably hear that earlier and then plan to see panels for it at celebration at the end right. of august
1: well no matter what they're doing everything's going to probably be pushed back
0: yeah 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 i
1: mean even though they have most of i think it was like you know for disney they have wanda vision and um uh, falcon and
0: winter soldier, winter yeah. soldier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they,
1: they were, the only one that's in the can completely is wanda vision
0: right right
1: and loki i think they all put like they, they're all they were shooting but they had to stop
0: mhm yeah we i think see. i i think a lot of things are going to be shuffled around a bit but at the same time i i feel like they're trying very hard uh disney in general is trying very hard to keep a uh, keep their momentum going through all this so we may see one off things um that weren't originally scheduled right or we may see mandalorian pushed up even more um if I there's the october. possibility yeah
1: before I, I heard october it was it was in the fall
0: mm-hmm. well it's definitely in the fall i was
1: yeah but i i didn't hear november because that
0: yeah
1: it just seems too late mm especially for the demand that uh, that everybody wants considering also how many people, you know, I think, what is it, Disney's over 50 million subscribers, Disney plus.
0: They, yeah, they, they've certainly exploded for sure. Well, thanks for coming to talk about the episode with me. Hopefully we will be able to get together and do this for our last four episodes as well. I'm even more excited about those than than yep. anything thus far and I, I think they've done a lot of good prep for it so
1: yeah anything with mandalorians darth maul <laughs> <And> <laughs> let's of do it something.
0: yes yes i'm so excited well eric terrell folks what you've got going on where people can find you out then in the social verse uh
1: well got uh the pachki audio Chronicles podcast, which we will be releasing episode seven, possibly the end of this week into the beginning of the following week, um, and you can go to www.dot.pachkyaudiochronicles.dot.com to check us all out and link to my website ericandhorowitz.dot.com for just you know video and demos of me or whatever. Um, we're posting. Uh, we did a Pachky Chronicles. Potchke Detective Agency Chronicles audio redo of the movie Clue that we did yesterday. (laughs) Uh, That'll be up online on YouTube and we'll probably get like maybe two or three visitors for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also Instagram Eric underscore Wits 10 or I'm on, let's see, it's Potchki audio or Potchki underscore audio for Twitter or Wits 10 for Twitter. (laughs)
0: Uh, Twitter, Twitter, yeah, Wits10 or Pachki Audio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Gen X Replay's After the Show podcast. We'll be covering episode nine of this Clone Wars season very soon, so subscribe so you don't miss it. Currently, we host on Anchor.fm and aggregate to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. If you like what you hear, let others know where to find us so we can keep boosting the signal on this podcast. On the socials, you can follow Eric at the places he listed for you, and I'll make sure that those are in the podcast description for your reference. You can also follow me on Twitter at StephanieDoesVO, and on YouTube and Twitch at Jacori. That's J-I-C-O-R-I. Until next episode, be safe out there.